0: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, who has to step up against the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight in the Paycom Center? Bali Sports has an update for us on the future of the television rights for the Thunder and the NBA as a whole. And we're going to do part one of your mailbag questions all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Email the show, LloThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into your mailbag questions, but also starting out with who has to step up versus Cleveland and a Bali Sports update. So a lot to get to today. If you want to be involved with the show, you can join the on Thunder Insiders Club by going to subtext.com slash locked on thunder. Folks, we're right in the thick of the nba season. Today's show is of course brought to you by FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel right now and make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets if you win your $5 money line bet. That's a 150 bucks just for having a winning money line bet. So visit them today, fanduel.com/lockdown to get started. All right, folks. Let's dive into first this game against Cleveland, which is happening later on tonight and you can hear about this game and hear the game on Sirius XM on the Sirius XM app or anywhere else. You can listen to Sirius XM. You can hear Matt Pinto and the radio broadcast of this game. You can also find Lockdown Thunder there and anywhere else you get your podcast from. So the Thunder will welcome in Cleveland and they're done with the Cavs after tonight, Eastern conference team. You only play them twice. And if you remember the last time these two teams played, the Thunder had a thrilling Come from behind win, down 10 points with two minutes to go, and they found a way to win against Cleveland. When you look at this game, last time out, Cleveland did not have Jared Allen in that matchup. They did not have Darius Garland, so they were missing a large chunk of what makes them run. And sadly, in this game, it does not appear that, that, that these two teams will be at full strength either. So for the Cavs, their injury report, uh, Amani Bates is down with the G League. Uh, Ty Jerome is out. Uh, Isaiah Mobley is out with the G League as well uh, The big news here for the Cavs is Isaac Okoro is out with a knee uh, injury Knee soreness For the Thunder though They still list Kenny Hustle as out with the back spasms Now, Usman Jang is questionable with a wrist contusion Lou Dort is questionable with a hip sprain Lou Dort was not seen at shoot-around today That just a fact of what happened I'm not sure how much you can read into that We'll, we'll hear more from Mark, of course uh, at at the game at like 5.15. We'll hear from Mark, and he'll give the actual indication for what's to happen with Lou Dort. If Lou Dort cannot go, the Thunder will be tasked with defending Mitchell, Garland, Allen, Mobley on that end of the floor. I'm curious to see where the Thunder would go in that scenario because there's two trains of thought here. You could either put in Kaysen Wallace, as they did against Golden State in place of SGA, put in and Wallace in place of Lou Dort. So now you're starting SGA, Josh Giddy, and Wallace, J Dub and Chet. And you're going to put a lot on SGA, a lot on Kaysen to defend the Cavs backcourt. And then you're just going to live with the results in the front court. You could also, you know, theoretically start J Will. And so that slides J Dub up, up to the three, J Will plays the four, Chet plays the five. And, you're tasking J-Dub with covering either Mitchell or Garland, and SGA is left to the other one. And then you have J-Will and Chet in there against Mobley and Allen. That, that, that does put a strain a little bit on your um, front court depth, and it does mess with your rotations more than starting Kaysen does. So I, I wonder if they would even entertain that idea. Obviously, Mark is not going to announce the starters pregame. He, he never does and, and never will except for in the preseason. So we'll have to find that out together about 30 minutes before tip-off. But – if Lou Dort cannot go tonight, a lot will be put on uh, either Caseen Wallace just in the flow of the game. No matter if he starts or doesn't start, a lot will be put on Cason Wallace because uh, I think at the end of the day, you're going to live with J-Dub down there as they have all year with Chet, and you're going to put Cason in, in there because you've seen he has stood tall against Klay Thompson, against Steph Curry, against Trey Young. That's just the last two games where he's been asked to handle that. So uh, I think that you close with Casey Wallace and and – close with that initial starting five. Now, how much do we see them mix in J-Will plus Chet together? How much do we see them mix in Olivier Sauer and Chet together or even Poku and Chet together? Poku has fallen out of favor, of course, in their rotation to this point, but we know that Mark likes to change it up quite a bit. But it's going to be interesting to figure out, as the Thunder hang their hat on the defensive end, how they get it done tonight if Lou Dort cannot go. That is a huge missing piece that is the head of the snake of your defense. And so having him is so valuable. And so if Lou Dort gets downgraded here in a couple of hours, you will then be seeing Lou Dort and Kendrick Williams missing. And then those are two pivotal defensive players. I think that people can forget because it's been seven games without him, how important Kenny is on the defensive end, but he really lifts, lifts the tides and he really helps this team on that end of the floor. So that's a huge blow as well. But ultimately the Thunder are looking for a series, a season series sweep over Cleveland at home to end the homestand. It's going to be a fun game, nonetheless. You can catch it on SiriusXM uh, over there. But we get to see Garland Mitchell vershe. We get to see Chet Holmgren now handle something a little different. Right, his first time against Cleveland, you only had to handle Mobley and, uh, and No Allen. This time, you have Mobley and Allen there. So, how do the Thunder want to defend that? No matter who starts alongside Chet. Where do they want Chet playing defensively? Do they want him with Mobley again, or do they want him with Allen this time as Allen's now entered into the fold? And how do the Cavs stick with that group? Like how how often are they playing double bigs? If Chet's in the game, are they going to try to, to you know, kind of match him with their double big minutes? I'm interested to see that as well and how Chet handles it because – you know, the Pelicans had, had Zion and Valanchunas. This is just a different a different feel. Like Zion, of course, is a quote-unquote big, but it, he has a different element of, of himself where, where he is more like the power forward, small forward role that plays down, kind of like J-Dub, only, of course, he's massive and he's strong and he's, and he's awesome. With the Cavs, this is more two traditional bigs playing at the same time. Uh, and so I want to see how Chet handles that. And on the flip side of that, how Chet handles it offensively, because no matter who defends him, which I think offensively the, the Cavs will likely put Mobley on him defensively and have Allen stay back. But with that element of you now, if you're Cleveland, you have the you have the ability to over pursue Chet at the three point line with Mobley. And if if Mobley does you know fly by Chet and and, and get passed up on a pump fake by Chet, you're now funneling Chet into another center, uh, and that'll leave somebody open. It'll likely be Josh Giddey. Uh, hopefully he can he can knock down some shots on the kickout. But like this is a team where you can afford to play ultra aggressive. Whereas to this point in the season, there has not been uh, many lineups where you you can afford to do that. Versus Chet, he can make you pay for it. So how does he adjust you to that scenario? And and do they even make Chet pay for for being ultra aggressive? Can Chet just outmaneuver them uh, in, in that way? So I'm mean, looking forward to seeing that matchup for the Thunder offensively. Obviously. Shea got back to, to cooking, as they say, against uh, against the Monday opponent, which was the Hawks uh, before the Thunder. am looking forward to that as well. So it's going to be a fun one in the Paycom Center. You should be there, and you should listen to tonight's recap podcast of all the action. That'll be a lot of uh, fun, tonight's podcast of the recap for the Cavs-Thunder game. That was the the little preview here. I want to get into the Bali sports situation and and what – it all means what the future of, of Thunder Broadcast looks like uh, today on the show. But I also want to tell you right now, i good friends over at Price Picks. Folks, Price Picks great. I, I love Price Picks. And whenever you go to Price Picks, it's so fun because it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. You can even use Price Picks right here in Oklahoma, you can pick more or less on on two to six player stat projections and watch the winning roll in. So again, you can go and what you can do is if you're only an NBA fan, I'm totally with you. I totally get it. You can pick two to six NBA players, pick more or less on their projections. For example, you can have more uh, Chet blocks than 1.5. You can have more SGA points than 25 and a half. And then you can just call it good. If you're a fan of a lot of other sports, you can combine this with other sports as well. So you can do, uh, tonight, you can do a a Chet Holmgren entry alongside as that two to six players, you know, kind of, construction you can do it alongside some college basketball games you can do it alongside college football and as football as the NFL starts to ramp up and, and everything this weekend you can do it there as well so it's a lot of fun a lot of different combinations that you can do uh, and you can also of course mix it with other games you can do a homegren entry and then you can do a, a maverick entry. you can do whatever you want to do here with, with constructing it it is a lot of fun and the best part to me is what keeps it fun for me is it's just you versus what actually happens, versus the projected numbers. So you don't have to worry about entering a pool and like playing some, some shark who knows all the trends and knows every little detail about fantasy sports. All you got to do is sit back and watch the game and see if, if you, what you predict to happen actually does happen. So it takes the pressure off of playing fantasy sports with all the fun kept into it. And they even have reboot policies. So if you're kind of on the fence of like, yeah, but but what if I pick a player and all of a sudden right before game time he's out. You can just reboot. They're not going to hold it against you. It is great uh, for for Price Picks to do that for you. It's also great for them to do locked lockdown nba or simply use the code lockdown nba on your first deposit to get a match up to $100. Check it out today pricepicks.com/lockdown nba. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. I want to talk quickly about Bali sports. So it was announced this week that the NBA uh, has agreed to like an end of season contract with Bali sports to continue broadcasting the NBA con- you know, contest until the end of the season. Uh I can tell you right now for one thing just that that we've heard is that this is going to be the end of it. Uh, if it wasn't clear already uh, the, that uh, let's just say that the Thunder and, and other NBA teams, but the Thunder are very excited about this being over after this season. So, so your frustrations of course are heard. I, I, I don't know the logistics. I don't know um, all that goes into it. This is obviously way above my pay grade in terms of like these million dollar contracts to broadcast a billion dollar entity, but it is embarrassing. It is frankly embarrassing for the league that they continue to pin this on young people don't watch cable. That's not the problem at all. Like young young people, even if you know even if they're on streaming, you can supposedly buy Botley, Botley Sports Plus for a absurd amount, which many people do, pay the twenty dollars a month, including myself, for Botley Sports Plus, and it doesn't work. You still can't watch your team. So there is no reason to 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 allow that to happen for your league, and especially whenever you've handcuffed your audience so much. This is a growing sport. This is a this is a fun sport. It is a sport that young people are really invested in. But if you ever wanna get them off of highlights and into real games, you have to loosen up your restrictions or force your partners to simply be better. The fact that you can only get Bali sports on traditional cable, and it's not on YouTube TV, it's not on Hulu TV, uh, which claims that they have live sports. It's not anywhere, right? It's only on actual physical, like plug-in cable or Bolly Sports Plus, which doesn't work, is ridiculous. And that's the problem. It's, it has nothing to do with what young people are doing or not doing. It is simply because even if they want to pay the extraordinary price to uh, try to watch this illegally, they cannot do it. So then you force them to either tune it out entirely and not watch it or go an illegal route to where I can't even blame you if that's what you do because it's, it's the only option most of the time, especially when you consider that the league understands that this is an issue. Understanding that bally sports cannot even get on the air sometimes. Forgetting all the social media stuff that they do where they call Royce Young, Royce Lewis of the Twins and, and all the other stuff that they do. Forgetting all of that. They can't even get on the air a lot of the times. With that being said, as a league, you should say, okay, from now on, there are the, for the rest of this season, as long as we're dealing with this body sports stuff, there are no blackouts in, in the NBA. So if you are in Oklahoma City, if you're in Oklahoma and you buy a League Pass, you can watch the Thunder on League Pass. Assuredly, that would be the bare minimum I think the league should do. But the Bali Sports deal—if it wasn't clear uh, from the from the release of like an end of the season thing, from everything that from all indications, it is—it's over. It's over with after this season, and we'll see what the next steps are for the league. Uh, if I had to guess, I would presume that teams will that will, that fall under the Bali Sports umbrella. Will begin to do what Houston has done, what Utah has done, what other teams have done. You know, Phoenix, and own their own 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 their own kind of broadcast. to Where Houston, with the Rockets and the Astros, have combined to uh, launch. I believe it's called Space City Sports, is what it's called. Uh, and so they broadcast all their own games. They do their own content and all that stuff. The Thunder already own their broadcast team, so it'll be a very seamless transition for them. Uh, the, the, to own all of their content creators and, and broadcast team, which is great. And again, this is not on those people. Those people who, who actually like you see on, on camera, you hear on the broadcast or even behind the camera, it's not on those people. Th- this is a problem that is bigger than, than the people that you see at Bali, and, and, and it's just an issue there. But the Thunder already own their people to where it'll be seamless for them to, to own their broadcast if that's the route that they want to go. It's been a smashing success in Utah it's been a smashing success in Phoenix. I've heard no complaints in Houston. So I think that that's the, the more route that the, that the league will try to have teams go because it just makes more sense for the league to own their product, especially in this day and age where there are going to be no no disputes with carriers and everything else. It's just going to be uh, kind of a part of, of what the league does now. And so I'd be curious to see what the next steps are, but I can almost promise you – I can I can promise you it's not going to be body sports. The body sports is done after this season, now to get to the end of the season, it'll likely be a, a a hurdle and a frustrating one, and it's a shame because this team, no matter how they finish the year, no matter what the record is, watching this team night in and night out is going to be so incredibly fun to watch this team grow. You can even see the the development within the last week, where like the pist, the the the, the, the Pelicans game, they blow that lead and can't turn it back on, gets course corrected within five days against the Hawks, where they do turn it back on. So, like, you can see how these guys are, are progressing, how these guys are developing, and, and and maybe taking a step back and then taking a step forward. So, like, watching that come together, independent of how good this team can be, which I still think that they're going to be a top six seed in the West. But besides all of that, it's just fun to be a part of watching them grow, watching them develop. And so for a lot of you who just try your hardest to, to pay the money to, to support the team, to watch the team and can't do it, I totally understand the frustration of it, and so do the Thunder, and and so do the, the people on the volleyball sports broadcast. It's just way above everybody. No, no one can really do anything other than say, "Hey, hear the frustrations, support the frustrations." But there's nothing for them to do right now, which is why I think that the league should have, uh, and if this and if this continues to be an issue moving forward, because supposedly. Bali has it fixed now, and they have credited all the consumers a, a free week of Bali Sports Plus. Uh, supposedly it's fixed, but if this trend continues, I think that the league has to step in to save the seasons and save what is what is the most, I think, entertaining regular season that we've seen in quite some time. S- to save that, I think that you have to step in and kind of remove blackouts for the year. I think that they should remove them in general. I think that's an antiquated freaking way to do things, to uh, have blackout restrictions. But at least for this year, whenever people literally cannot, no matter how hard they try, watch the sport and watch the team that they're in market for, they should remove blackouts on League Pass. That way they can actually control it and at least get it to consumers uh, who would even be willing to pay an additional hoop and an additional fee to watch the league. So uh, I can promise you that Bali Sports is is done for, but they did they did kind of finish out the rest of the season with Bali sports and hopefully no one runs into those issues the rest of the season, knock on wood. And hopefully we're kind of past that, but it'll be interesting because as this homestand wraps up uh, tonight, your, your entire fan base, every single person who likes the thunder that lives in the state will be dependent on Bali sports plus to to bring you an in-season tournament game Friday against Sacramento, which is going to be two of the most exciting young teams in the league going up against each other. And people are going to be just, just jarring for that game. Then you play, you know, Phoenix and you, you play these fun teams coming up on the road. Everyone's going to be dependent on it. And so let's see if it can work. Let's see if it can handle it uh, for this week, but it's getting to the point of ridiculousness. It's already past that point. And I, I think that quickly, although not soon enough, uh, it is coming to an end for, for Bali sports. We are going to do your mailbag questions uh, today. We're also going to do them on Friday. So if you didn't have time to get your questions in, you can post them on Twitter on the YouTube comment section uh, and on this Thunder Insiders Club at subtext, uh, subtext.com slash lockdown thunder. Uh, you can post your questions still. We're going to get to them on Friday as we preview the in season tournament game against Sacramento. But I don't want to get to some of them right now uh, to wrap up the show. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel is great. FanDuel is where you want to go. And I've been telling you this, I stick by it. FanDuel, right now, it's the perfect time to jump in. It's the perfect time to have some fun at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The reason being is that there's so many options. Folks, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets uh, with winning any $5 money line bet. So a Moneyline bet is just who you think will win. So you can go there and like Friday night... Whenever the Kansas Jayhawks play the Manhattan Jaspers, you can go bet on the Jayhawks to win Moneyline. All they got to do is win the game. You're going to win that bet, and you're going to get $150 in bonus bets for you. So check it out today at Fando.com slash LockedOn. That's Fando.com slash LockedOn. You can also bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The reason why that I stick by this being the best time to go hop on uh, Fando.com is because everything's in action. You're going to have the NBA. You're going to have the NHL. You're going to have college football. You're going to have college basketball. You're going to have NFL. You're going to have it all for you right now uh, to kind of sprinkle a little bit here, sprinkle a little bit there, uh, make some parlays, make some spread bets, make everything that you want. Uh, right now against the Cleveland the Cavaliers, the Thunder are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home against Cleveland. You can go bet on that at Fender.com slash LockedOn. Check them out to get started today. Fender.com slash LockedOn. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's dive into some of your mailbag questions. Uh, at Wildsworth Report NBA, do we eventually see Chet and j playing together to address the issue on the glass? Uh, I, I think that this is interesting Um I would imagine that there's going to be times where you see Chet play with J-Will, Tzar, Poku, whoever. Um, I think that Jaywill will is the best option in that category uh, because even though his rebound numbers individually are not high, I will continue to say he's one of the best on the roster of boxing out and allowing others to go clean up the mess on the glass. It's interesting – Again, you got to factor in rotations. You know this team does lack front court players, so if you're going to play them together, eventually they're going to need to rest. And so, whenever you're resting, you got to go small. So the, the the problem would be like if there's ever a team that has this great size where you'd want to put two bigs together like tonight against Cleveland. There's going to be a point in the game where both bigs have to rest, and you have to make sure that you can rely on a SAR, on a Poku, or even go small and play, you know, Jang at the five. They've done that before. Play, play, uh, Ken, uh, Kendrick Williams at the five. They've done that a lot last year whenever he was healthy. Whenever he gets healthy this year, uh, you know, you have to be able to live with that that tradeoff. So uh, I think that we will see that lineup eventually, uh, and and hopefully it'll help them on the glass. At Eddie Thunder, uh, at Eddie Sooner, could Casey Wallace uh, take Giddy's place in the starting lineup? We're going to talk about this in depth, but I'm going to say no. I think that the starting lineup will take shape as it is the entire season. Now, closing lineups and how quickly you stagger you know, Giddy to the bench and, and let him run the bench unit, I think that that is going to be evolving, and we'll talk about that in depth tomorrow. But I, I think that this Thunder starting five, when healthy, will be SGA, Giddy, Dort, Dub, Chat, and, and then from there, you start to make your tweaks and start to make your adjustments. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about Giddy on the bench for an entire segment tomorrow. so I mean, not tomorrow, on Friday. So get ready for that on Friday. Tomorrow's show is the Cavs recap, so make sure that you tune in for that as well. But uh, Drew Trotter says, no minutes for Trey Mitchich, and Bretons. Uh, Bretons is not very good as an all-around player. He's very good as a shooter. Uh, he tries hard defensively. He's just not very good at it defensively. Uh, and they have to limit his games played. He has to miss like 20 games this year. In order to reduce his contract, to only five million dollars owed to him next season, he's got to not play a lot this season. So you're not going to see Breton's play a ton. Uh, you're just not going to see it. Uh, and mitchich he, he's still he's still developing, and it, it sounds weird to say that about a 29 year old, but he didn't have a lot of time to adjust to the NBA game. Uh, you know, th- this training camp is short in the NBA, and he, he's admitted that he's still struggling with with picking up the pace. And the tempo and, and the defensive differences at the NBA. One thing that he's highlighted is, uh, you know, in, in European in the European leagues, the, there is no three second call. So, so it is a more team oriented defensive style where you're not on an island, you're not alone. The the courts don't have as much spacing. The players do not play as much iso ball, and you can have a big man just sitting there in the lane. So, if you do get beat. You are then passing them off to a big minutes waiting for them in, at the rim uh, every time, and so you are you are perfectly comfortable and like you are. It makes you look better as a defender, and it helps you as a team. Whereas in the NBA, you you are not only playing a faster pace where you, like you got to be in you know condition to do that, but you're playing a one on one style of ball that he's not used to playing, and that he has admitted that he is trying to get up to speed with and and trying to get adjusted to. So I think that that's a big part of why Meechus isn't playing, and I think that you can look back like if you want to and you can you can find these box scores on basketball reference from last year. Look at the first 10 games. Look who was starting. Look who was playing. Look who had minutes in the first 10 games, then look at the last 10 games and see how dramatically different it is. How different it is. This is a long season. And we do a podcast every single day. I I do not shy away from like reacting to it. I think that'd be a boring show, but it's also good to keep in perspective like this is 7 games in, 8 games in tonight. We're not even at the 10 game mark, which is whenever teams kind of take take the season in 10-game segments. We're not even done with the first segment of an 82-game season. So I think that that Micic, it, it might be a little bit of PTSD from Gabriel Deck where, like, they signed him, people are kind of interested in him, and then he never played because he just wasn't good. Micic is a good player. Micic can help the Thunder. Micic, I think, will help the Thunder. I think that he will get minutes, but you're not going to throw him into the fire right now uh, the best you can to try to protect him. Uh, and then for Trey Mann... You know, I'm interested in Trey Mann still as a player. I'm not sure that he fits the Thunder, so it's kind of an interesting d- dynamic there. He has been better this year when he's got an opportunity. He's only got an opportunity in garbage time, though, and I, I don't know when his big break's going to come. He's he's he stayed ready. He's stayed a great teammate to this point, uh, and he will be a great teammate the entire length of, the, of the, his duration here. And OKC, he's a, he's a great guy and, and a player that guys rally around, but for him, the biggest thing is it's a long season, and so he'll eventually get a chance, I believe. I mean, you're going to have to eventually deal with a, 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 a stretch where three or four guards are out, and, hey, it's Trey Man time. And to his credit, he has looked improved. It's been an extremely small sample size of this these garbage time minutes, but he's looked improved. I want to see what it looks like uh, as, we, as we move forward here. I, but I just – I wouldn't factor him in um, to the Thunder anymore. Uh, at Euro Thunder – uh, do the Thunder need to get bigger, taller players for lineup options versus teams like the Nuggets, the Bucks, uh, Celtics, and Sixers? Uh, they might, but I would, I would just take this season as a continued learning season. And it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit frustrating to hear that, but like the Thunder are going to use this year as a data point. and And they're going to use the entire year as a data point. They're not going to make any decisions. They're not going to make any rash moves. They're gonna just see where they're at, and and they might find that they do need to course correct some things and change some things that they thought one way, and now they think a different way. But they're gonna they're gonna let these guys have the full eighty two game season. Uh, I I still think that this roster can flip some of those advantages that like you you point out as the go to of like oh they're too they're too skinny or oh they're too they're not tall enough. I think they can flip some of those advantages on their head as the season progresses, and they can turn them into positives for them, or at least turn them into. Um, uh, negating assets like like the uh, rebounding. Whenever teams are selling out to try to get offensive boards, it's led the Thunder to a ton of easy second chance points. And so you've got to balance the putback points with the fast break points and, and kind of where the Thunder can even some things out there. So I, I'm interested to see what that looks like. But... We are going to continue this mailback podcast again on Friday's show, including an entire segment on starting lineup slash rotation. Because I know that, like many, 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 many of you had questions about that. And if the Thunder should uh, change their starting lineup for uh, the upcoming season. And we're also going to to take a look at where this Thunder roster sits. Um, you know, at, at this point, that, that would then be uh, the eight game mark to be heading into the to the second play-in, uh, not, not play-in, in-season tournament game of the year. So it'll be a lot of fun on Friday. We're going to preview the, the the Kings game. Tonight, we're going to preview the Cavs game, so stay tuned for that. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts from, including on Lockdown Thunder YouTube and anywhere else you get your from. Follow me on Twitter slash X at rightland underscore stats. It's very hard to say X. I, I I know that a lot of you have gotten on me in the comments as if I don't know that they've changed their name to X. It's just very hard to, to throw an X out there. You know, it's, it's typically X, bad connotation, uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, with my speech patterns, if I can continue to say X or not, but, uh, at Ryland underscore styles there. And until tonight after the Cavs game, be good and be good to one another.